Hello, hello. We'll get started up in uh, about 15 minutes or so. Just giving some time for folks to gather. You guys know the drill. Thanks for joining. We will get started shortly. up on stage just raise your hand i'll bring you up the chat for a little bit while we wait for people to join us and while we get started Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, Jack. Hey, uh, nothing much. I'm just trying out some tools on uh, playing around with, uh, what is it, uh, HackerOne and BugCrowd's uh, bug bounty program. So I'm trying some of the tool sets that I've used for work, but I'm trying to apply them to see how I could use them on the side for some bug bounty stuff. Uh, that, should be, that should be interesting. That's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm just trying to update some. Here we go. Let's see if that worked. All right. That's cool, man. That sounds that sounds cool. I remember the days of playing with tools. So if you if you just pop it in, we'll, we'll get started in a few minutes. Uh, just trying to get the room warmed up, give some folks time to join us. Uh, we'll get started promptly at 8 p.m. Eastern time as usual. Um, so thank you for joining and just hang tight. What are the tools, uh, Jack, you want to say or, or you don't want to say that? I mean, no, no, it's just like, I mean, I'm just reusing, like I'm doing very base level stuff that I'm sure is not really going to find anything. It's just more curious. Like, um, for example, uh, some companies use a application called Intrigue. There's a uh, paid version for like attack surface enumeration and uh, stuff like that. Uh, there's an offshoot of that that um, someone had told me about uh, previously. It's somewhat similar to it, but it's more full feature than what the open source version has called ReEngine. Uh, that takes it packages a lot of the open source like Sublister, Amass, and other solutions into a GUI that, and you can do custom configurations and all your different things. But it's like packaging a whole bunch of open source tools on like a target domain. And it'll do like vulnerability scans, try and enumerate subdomains, uh, directories. It does like a whole bunch of stuff in one. Interesting. Good stuff. That sounds interesting. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you'll, 
you'll find some use for that. So if you just popped in, uh, we will get started promptly at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Just open up the room a little bit early to give folks uh, time to gather. Um, we will get started promptly at 8 p.m. Uh, as soon as uh, the rest of the moderators join us and uh, and Mike, our guest this evening, joins us. So if you want to pop up on stage and just chat with me for a little bit uh, before the uh, the guests arrive, feel free to raise your hand. I'll bring you up on stage. And uh, welcome, Heather. Welcome to the uh, to Clubhouse. You got the little party hat, uh, which means that you are relatively new. Uh, so welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, to Clubhouse. And welcome to, welcome to our fireside chat. So we're going to start, as I said, in about 10 minutes, 10 minutes time. I think one of the things I'll probably do next week is uh, given that these replays are on and you can't actually slice them, I guess. Maybe we'll get started five minutes before uh, the, the session actually opens up. That way, people who want to play back, they don't actually have to listen to me talk about nothing all day, or at least for 15 minutes before the, the, the show starts. Yeah, I would I would think that's it's more of a uh, like from a development side, it's more of a get something there base level and then add feature uh, down the road. So I guess they were just more looking for getting the feature and that availability, and then the uh, the tuning of that feature will come along the way. I agree with that. I like that they're at least uh, creator and content creator focused. Um, so I agree with that. I'm sure they'll, they'll make some enhancements there where you can splice the, uh, the conversation, uh, do some editing there. Hey, Russell, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Just waiting. Octavia, hey, Octavia, thanks for popping in and joining us. Do a microphone check, Russell and Octavia. Hey, Tomas, Octavia and Jack. Cool. Great to see y'all. Hey. Yeah, it was uh, Jack was was uh, telling me about some of the cool things he's working on on the side, uh, which is always good to hear. Security professionals working on things outside of their day job, um, staying. Yeah, I think that that not I think that whole continuous education is a is a real thing, right? You want to stay sharp, exercise your skills, and use practice new t practice with new tools. Um, so cool stuff. Well, I mean, but, um, I can only give Stan so much money. I guess I can do some stuff on my own eventually. <laughs> Man, I was so broke. I, I I went to a few Sans classes, so I'm not going to say that I didn't. I was very fortunate early on in my career that I worked for a company that was able to pay for for some of my Sans courses. And I remember taking a Sans course with a uh, with Bruce Schneier. I think it was yeah, I think it was Bruce. Uh, it was a, obviously it was around cryptography. If you guys know Bruce, uh, wow! I remember, I remember he threw his, uh, and it was this was in person, Russ. I remember he, he. I, I can't remember exactly how it transpired, but I just remember, you know, this was early on in my sort of security career. I remember him pulling out his wallet and throwing his credit card like on the table and saying, eh, "If you want to hack it, go ahead." <laughs> Can't remember the full context, but it it was uh, it must have had something to do with, with cryptography and 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 protecting data and him not really caring about credit cards being a, being hacked. 
I would imagine this was circa circa around two thousand ish. That's pretty amazing. It was one time I've seen him speak before, but I was like nearby him at an airport, maybe San Francisco or Minneapolis, one of the, and I'm just like shell shocked. It's like seeing a rock star. It's like, oh my god. I was like, looking back, I should have said something. That's just kind of like froze. I'm like, holy crap! There's Bruce now right there. Also, funny enough, when we were talking about the bug bounty stuff, uh, I, I noticed that, what was it, maybe a month ago or so, that uh, Clubhouse, uh, their URL, Clubhouse API, got added to uh, HackerOne's bug bounty program. No, that's interesting. Looks like they are. Uh, that's actually cool. Yeah. That's good. Looks like they're, uh, they're being proactive, right? I, I do know that, um, I think it was Katie, I, I saw, I forget her last name. But I think she's done some work on on pen testing Clubhouse, uh, so that's that's good. Look, proactive security, not a bad thing. It's like you, Mike, it's like you have for... like a, a a kid growing up, like oh they got added to bug bounty. Oh look at them, they're walking. It's so is. good. Yeah, indeed. So uh, look, it's uh, it's seven fifty four p.m. Eastern time, Mike. Uh, Mike, we're just gonna do a quick mic microphone check for you. Just say. Can you hear Perfect. Me? Yeah, I was just thinking of the same thing. Uh, mic check, mic check, one, two. <laughs> Can Sounds you guys hear me? Loud and clear, man. You're coming in loud and clear. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, making, the, thanks for making the time um, for joining us this evening for our fireside chat. So we will get started around 8 p.m., promptly around 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so just in a few minutes, um, We'll give some time for folks to gather in the room and for the rest of the moderators to uh, to join us on stage, and then we will get cracking. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's such an honor to be here. I, I learned so much from, from this room. It's helped me uh, personally and professionally. So, so Dave, thank you for, for having these and, and gathering the community. Um, yeah, looking forward to, to sharing and, and just uh, seeing how we can contribute. No, that's great. Look, it, 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 so one, we sincerely appreciate you taking the time to share your story uh, with us. And, you know, it's great to hear that you're getting value out of these rooms because uh, we do see you here quite frequently uh, throughout the, the weeks that we have been doing it. So um, it's good to see. It's good to hear that you're getting value out of the room. And, uh, and that's why we that's why we do it. You know, we don't get paid. This is not something that we we signed up to get paid for. This is something that we, this is our small way of giving back to the community. Um, although others I know do far more than just this clubhouse to give back to the uh, security community, but um, you know it's a fun fun conversation. So, look, we'll, we uh, we will start to uh, to sort of uh, I guess get started. I uh, just want to remind everybody replays are on. So this is actually so Mike, no pressure, but you're the first one that we've decided. Not that we've decided, but you're the first ones in. In, in this new year, because I kind of messed up last week uh, with the replays, I didn't have it set, but you're the first one to actually have your conversation recorded. So no pressure, no pressure at all. No, no pressure, no pressure at all. <laughs> how, how, how do the replays work? So, so people can, I know people can listen to them again. Can, is, it, is it available for download? Is it replays for so long? Or, you know, I'm not that quite familiar with that feature. I, I yeah, think Russ is the most experienced. Go ahead, Russell. Yeah, no problem. And Mike, it is fantastic to have you here. And like Octavia said before, with us doing replays, it's like we're starting to grow up a little bit as well. They stay for forever. Uh, 
it should show up in your uh, hallway feed. Uh, I think it keeps a certain number there, but they're always available. You can download them. I think at least the moderators can, if not everyone else on stage can uh, download those and save those off if they need to uh, be preserved that way as well. Oh, what a, what a great feature. Very cool. Yeah. So look, we, we, uh, uh, Jack, I'm just going to move you, uh, back to the audience. Uh, and I know you'll stick around. So as we get sort of started here, um, you know, we, we decided to turn on replays this year. Uh, you know, it was a conversation by our, by us and the mods. And, uh, and we said, you know, we, we keep getting feedback from folks uh, in Europe and, and across the globe who, who have sent us messages or even others who wanted to attend and, and listen in and just had, you know, everybody's busy, right? So we decided, why don't we turn on replays since the feature is there and available and, and let people listen to it on demand. So hopefully it turns out well and people enjoy it. And uh, if not, we'll turn it off and we'll still have the conversation because we do this Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we run to about 9.30 or so p.m. Eastern Time. This is our weekly fireside chat. Uh, so if you just joined us for the first time, uh, we will ask our guest, and in this case, it, it's Mike M. Uh, and it's a little bit uh, nebulous there, Mike. So we'll, we'll get into that and let you sort of share a little bit more about what you do and who you are in a, in a few minutes. But if you just joined us, we do this every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we're going to ask Mike questions for about 30 to 40 minutes or so, and then we'll open up for the audience to sort of raise their hand, and we'll bring you up on stage and ask questions. Um, so on the top left of your screen where it says Fireside Chat, there's a little green Monopoly house. Uh, if you're not a member of the Fireside Chat, feel free to click that green house and join our club. Uh, you'll be alerted to when we do this, but as I mentioned, we do this every Wednesday. Uh, but you're also able to see uh, the, the upcoming guests, so you can kind of scroll through that and see uh, the, the, the great guests that we have coming up over the next uh, over the next few weeks. So with that, look, it, I, I'm reading about 7.59 or 8 p.m. Eastern, so why don't we get started? I'm going to go around the room, uh, allow folks to uh, sort of introduce themselves. Um, uh, before I actually do that, just some quick, 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 very quick, brief ground rules. Uh, rule number one, let's have fun. Let's have a good time this evening. Uh, this is very, this is intended to be a lighthearted conversation. Uh, so as VJ always tells me and reminds me, Tomas, let's have fun. Let's have a good time. Uh, this is not intended to be something that's stressful. This is intended to be a stress reliever for you. So that middle of the week uh, conversation. Um, our comments and opinions are our own, uh, at least for the majority of the mods uh, that are on the stage uh, and not representative of our current or prior employer. Um, so we ask that you obviously keep that in mind. Um, replays are on, so you can come back to this and, and hopefully hear and, and entertain yourself uh, at your leisure. Um, but our comments and opinions are our own, not representative of our current or prior employers. Uh, I mentioned about the, the the clubhouse room, so I'm just going to go around the room. I'll introduce myself. Uh, Mike, we'll leave you for last. Uh, so I'm Tomas Maldonado. I'm the CISO for a major sports and entertainment uh, league uh, across in and across the, the United States and, uh, and have some sort of global presence. have been doing uh, information security for a little bit over 20 three years now? Wow, I, I feel like the uh, a bit of a granddad in this space. Uh, but it's been a fun journey for me. Uh, so I'll pass it over to you. Russell, why don't you introduce yourself? Thanks, Tomas. Always great to be here. And uh, like I always say, if you don't have it on your calendar, 8 p.m. every Wednesday night, Eastern Time, uh, 
always a great conversation. It's the highlight of my week to be able to hang out with everyone and learn, uh, be inspired by other uh, leaders in our space. Russell Eubanks, former uh, CIO, CISO of the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta, last couple of years been on my own in my company, uh, Security Ever After. Octavia, over to you, please. Thanks, Russell. I am Octavia Howell. I am the CISO for Equifax Canada. Um, Equifax uh, out of the Canadian region. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, I have been kind of a little bit absent, a little bit here, a little bit absent, but I'm glad to be back um, and excited to hear Mike. Um, and hopefully it will be a very good um, conversation. My comments are my comments, does not affect, uh, does not reflect Equifax Canada or Equifax Global um, in the U.S. at all. VJ, over to you. Thank you, Octavia. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is VJ Bala. I am the CISO of Goldman Sachs, uh, the Asset Management Division. Mike, welcome uh, to the hot seat, as we say. Uh, looking forward to a great session. And uh, Katie, over to you. Hi, thank you, um, everybody. Hey, Mike, nice to meet you. Um, so I am a vice president of cybersecurity strategy. Um, I started my career with um, uh, an integrator that worked with Department of Defense. So actually, that's when I first became acquainted, acquainted with Cisco, actually. So um, it's funny because then I went down a, a road of working for multiple startups. And then now I'm back in the integrator space and a Cisco partner. So really interested in hearing what you have to say. Um, as I always say every week, I love this room. Uh, it's so collaborative and, and just so wonderful to be a part of. So thanks again for inviting me to be on stage tonight. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for that. And and big congratulations to Octavia for uh, not only taking the, the move over to uh, to, to Canada, uh, but the promotion at, at Equifax. So huge congratulations to you, Octavia. We wish you well. Um, so Mike, look, you've joined us this week. Uh, for our week for our fireside chat, we're really interested in, in learning a little bit more about you. I always like opening up the session with asking our guests uh, their origin story. So why don't you, within the construct of, of introducing yourself to, to us moderators as well as to the audience, why don't you also wrap in there or fold in there your origin story? Tell us a little bit more about you and how you sort of came about in your career and what you're doing today and what's motivating you. Okay, sure. Yeah, I um, well, I joined this clubhouse. I think um, maybe maybe five six months ago, and for the first month and a half, I think every speaker was from the New York tri-state area, and and I just felt like a, a kinship with, with all of you because because I grew up in, in in New York City, uh, in in Chinatown, uh, you know, in, in the midst of that urban jungle, and uh, I was like 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 yeah. You know, I, I came from very humble kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess you can say I grew up in poverty. I, I you know, me and my our family grew up in a hundred year old tenement apartment. It's a, a walk up, you know, four story tenement apartment. Uh, my mom was working in a sweatshop, uh, you know, making less than minimum wage. My, my father was a waiter and then he had some kidney problems. He became disabled. So, so my mom was the one that really uh, provided for the family. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I, I know nobody in my family ever, uh, you know, went to college, you know, total immigrant story, first generation uh, Americans. And uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to share that because uh, I, I think there was there was some 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 others, probably including yourself, Tomas, that, that came from very humble, being, uh, uh, humble starts in, in New York City and, and kind of really made a career out, out of themselves. And, and so 
So I, I have the same kind of story. I think uh, how, how my story evolves is evolves is uh, after high school, my family moved to San Francisco and uh, we, you know, I, I, I was in college, I was broke, my car was breaking down and I had to, to take a job to, to help, help get me through school. And one of those jobs was uh, being, being a security guard for a dot-com company. Uh, that dot-com company at the time was Excite.com. <laughs> um, it was, it was one, one of the, the big, uh, um, you know, search engines at the time. Uh, all, the, all the tech support folks were, were coming in and, and they saw me studying for my MCSE um, as I was sitting there in the security desk. And that was one of the reasons I, I was, I was uh, taking that job, allowed me to study while, while getting paid. And, and they, they just told me, why, why don't you apply for a job here? You know, you'll be getting the same job. You probably would if you finished school or if you got your certification. So, you know, I, I think at the time they, they, they were, they had an incentive, you know, for every employee that was referred, they would get some stock options because the, you know, this was an, right at the peak of the dot-com boom. Um, talent was hard to find. You know, so so literally, these tech support guys were were were, were you know, what one of them brought me down to to Barnes and Nobles and, and kind of mentored me on what I needed. Uh oh, looks like we lost Mike. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I, was, I thought it was me for a second. I was at Barnes and Noble getting mentored, and and whoa, something happened. Maybe he'll come right back. He'll come right back, I'm sure. But so so far, a lot of what he said has resonated with me. I, I was going to tell him, you know, yeah, I remember being, uh, being, uh, you know, um, broke. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Financially challenged. Yeah, there you go. Financially. <laughs> There you go. I like that. I like that because you know challenges. You always gotta look at things. Or, or actually, opportunities to increase your finances. How about that? Because I always like looking at things as challenges as opportunities, right? Um, but no, I'm sure Mike will, will come back. Yeah, but definitely, uh, how's everybody doing while we while we wait for Mike? Very well, very well. That was definitely a story we can all resonate, or most of us can. It's. Uh, I just love it. You know, when when you hear stories about people succeeding you know, who haven't you know financially been gifted with a silver spoon it's just it's amazing yeah and i think we have to like we know that like security is a differentiator right and it's something that really will put us put those of us who did not grow up uh-oh we lost tomas as well oh, there he is but it puts um those <laughs> of us who did not grow up um with the best of situations right it puts us in a better financial situation and then put around people who have been there, done that, um, kind of, you know, they've been broke, they understand, and they can help you not be broke again, right? That is so true. And thinking about, you know, it just is this reminder that where we are today is not at all, uh, in many cases, in most cases, where we started off with. And if we could go back, you know, however many years, we'd have to go back for me a long time, for others, not as long, uh, and just kind of whisper a word of encouragement of you know keep fighting keep digging keep hanging in there and wow it's just a what an amazing uh reminder for each and every one of us sure i mean i mean the security guard uh situation resonated with me because you know cyber security became cool 10 years ago uh 20 years ago it was tough to explain to regular people what information security was so my family <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> 
You were saying something. I was going to say, some of us have been doing this for over 20 years. So cybersecurity was cool <laughs> over 20 years ago. It was not. <laughs> yeah. So, no. no, it's been cool. It not, yes. It's been cool. It was not. It was not. You had, it was not. This, I remember being in network security and people were like, so you do cyber? And I'm like, no, no, no. no. I do real security stuff. Oh. <laughs> it was not. It wasn't. We, we we had to make the choice, and then after a while, it was like, okay, fine, I do cybersecurity. Well, well, back in back in my day, we called it information security. We didn't really call it cybersecurity. Exactly. And back and back in my day, no, I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to sound like that old guy, but I do remember there being some movies out there around that time period that a lot of people like to quote. Um, I just can't remember right now, but there are some movies out there. Look, PJ, I agree with you. It's it's become more, I'll say it's become more top of mind for executives because they start to see the impact on their business if they don't invest uh, in information security or cybersecurity or technology risk management, right? Depending upon what industry and how mature you are. So I agree. I, it is, it's I, become a little bit more sexier. Yeah. I'm just happy that my grandma thinks, okay, this is a professional game. <laughs> what I was trying to get to was like four years. That's funny. She, she thought I was doing a security, you know, God, not, not that anything's wrong with it, but, uh, uh, fun times. And, you know, back in the day for, uh, for, uh, I guess all of us, you know, we would beg, like, why won't someone listen to me if I could only have an audience with them? Uh, and then now it's like, you know, we've gotten what we've asked for and, you know, who knows how long cyber will be a talk risk? Maybe it's forever, maybe it's not. But I think the uh, uh, our children, our grandchildren, those who are privileged to lead, will judge us by the things that we do now. Uh, when we have the platform, when we have the audience, when we have you know attention, maybe certainly more attention than what we've ever had as an industry. That's what so I was going to say. Is how often? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, VJ. If you. No, no. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, how much easier is it to go to the board now and actually be able to have a seat at the table rather than having to go through another layer of management? I think that's the biggest difference for, for me over the last five years is actually having a, a seat at the table at the quarterly meeting and with the board or, you know, sometimes monthly or, or even more. 100%. A question for you all, right? I mean, obviously you and your teams, everybody's been busy, bogged down with Log4j and Hope it's easing up a bit, but uh, you know, for 2022, looking forward, what are some of your plans and visions and ideas? Russell, over to you. Tag. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that caught me. You know, when I was in traditional corporate, I could say what projects are funded and probably you know project codes getting loaded up and and talk about those. For me, yeah, you know, I I like the focus uh, on the fundamentals, you know, the big fan of the CIS controls, especially the former versions where first five controls, I talked about cyber hygiene, using that metaphor of, you know, washing your hands, wearing a mask, all the things that are like hyper uh, focused on in the physical realm now, using that to do things, you know, like inventory. I mean, literally, you know, what's the hardware and software and is it supposed to be there? And asking questions like how long can I stand to not know there's a new system in my DMZ. So focused on those fundamentals and, and now instead of doing it for, you know, really big company, uh, the privilege of working in bunches of companies and industries to kind of start with that. If it's as cool and as sexy as blinky light things might be, again, going back to refreshing uh, on those fundamentals is continuing to be uh, an area of focus of folks I work with right now. 
I mean, that's, you guys know, that's my pet subject. I mean, it's, it's fundamentals for me as well. And for me, it's, you know, email, uh, you know, uh, authentication, identity, who, you know, when we get down to like, who, who am I when I'm trying to enter your network or as a consumer, who am I, you know, for my insurance company, um, those kind of things, you know, where it's, uh, you know, really coming down to like maybe FIDO2 standards or really, you know, getting, getting back down to this. And I, I'm so, I know it's boring, but the email security stuff and I love, sorry, but DMARC, DKIM, SPF, how many of those records are just not right? Or how it's many people boring. have, that's right? My, that's my heart throb. Katie, me and you are like, if I know, we are, throw, we've been connected on this If you just throw like encryption and TLS in there along oh. with DMARC and TXT records, I mean. Oh my gosh, I've been talking language. to myself for 10 minutes. Yeah, uh, how long, how long have. have I been gone? <laughs> Mike, we lost you at security guard. Yeah. yeah. We, we what, what, what's the last thing? I, what's the last thing I've said? That you were a security Bar guard at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. So, so Mike, Mike, let me, uh, let me just do a quick. Let me just do a very quick room reset. Uh, so, if you if you just joined us, uh, we were we had Mike. He was giving us his origin story, sort of taking us through his journey. And, uh, and then we lost him, Barnes and Noble. Something about Barnes and Noble's triggered uh, him to get reset and booted off of the, uh, the club, the fireside chat on Clubhouse. So Mike, <laughs> uh, you, were, you were talking about your Barnes and Noble's, uh, I, that's what I recall. Why don't you uh, take it from there? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, guys. Um, I, yeah, I didn't notice my internet connection um, blip there, and then I, I got disconnected from the Clubhouse. I, I, I've been talking to myself for the last 10 minutes. Um, so so yeah, we we were talking about my my um how I got my first role. I was working as a security guard as a dot com. I started in tech support, and uh, um I, I worked my way up from there. Um, you know, I, I was the guy opening the door door for folks, and then about four months later, uh, the same tech support folks that I was letting in, they they were escalating tickets to me. Um, I I you know. I think uh, some of the managers saw saw sort of potential in me. They gave me an opportunity to become a system administrator. Um, so so you know it was really surreal for me. Uh, it's my first job. Um, you know I started as a security guard, and then in six months, um, you know I had root access to all the servers. I had enabled access to all the routers, and it was Excite, um, and, and they merged with At Home Networks at the time. So, so I had access to everything that, that supported 3 million users, you know, internet users across the U.S., not, not to mention the, the search engine side. Um, and, and I was just learning Unix, you know. So, so that, that's kind of how I grew, grew up in, in terms of my career. I, I kind of learned, learned by doing and, and kind of just, you know, trial by fire. And that's, that's pretty much, um, you know, it seems like every new opportunity I had in my career, it was exactly that. And, and I, I think it's one of the things that, that you mentioned in the past, Tomas, like, like when you hire, you look for someone that's excited and passionate and not, not necessarily that, that that person that's 100% um, qualified for the role. Um, so so that, that described me to a T. I, I was the guy that's passionate and excited and, and want, wanted to learn, wanted to, to, to you know, deliver business results, um, help, help people move their programs forward. So... Uh, uh, you know, in, in Silicon Valley at the time, um, you know, certs were not a big, big thing. So they, they cared if you can do the job. They cared if you, you're a fast learner. They cared if you're easy to get along with. I think uh, I think I built a certain work reputation. Um, hey, this is the guy we, we want on our team. He's going to come and deliver results. He's easy to work with. He's a good communicator. 
you know, like some of these other qualities that that you you know, like someone you want to be on your team, and and then and then I just kind of I just kind of saw that, and I was like like, hey, these are these are the type of qualities that 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 I want. You know, every team I'm on, I I want them if they ever go somewhere else to 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 hey, you know, Michael, like this door's always open for you here, and and that that's that's kind of how I built my career. Um, you know, just just kind of uh, exceeding expectations and and being that good um, team member. So I, I started my security career in, in a product security company called Securify at the time, doing uh, product support. And then I moved on to doing some enterprise security. Um, you know, I worked for a company called OpenWave. Then I worked for a company called Macrovision. Uh, then I, I did some security consulting after that. And then uh, after that, I had an opportunity to become a a director of IT for a healthcare company. Uh, you know, ne 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 never been in that role when I started that role, uh, kind of learned on the job. Um, I, I think I helped them accomplish all their goals and, and really at the end of three years, you know, at that time I've been in, in, in IT for like, like 15, 16 years and, and I just wanted to take a sabbatical. I took a year off, I traveled the world, I met my wife. Um, can you guys still hear me? Yep, we got you, Mike. We okay, you. just just checking, just checking. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. You're good. You're good. Hey, Mike, I wanted to interject just really quickly before you get too far away from from your your first opportunity story where you sort of oh we lost him, we lost him. What did I just lose him? Uh, anybody? No, on? I think no. we lost. I think uh, we lost him again. Oh, oh no! I, hope I think he. I think he's triggering the kill switch on Clubhouse. Like whatever you see, everything. Yeah. Well, I just pinged it back in. Hopefully, he can get in quicker this time. All right. Yeah, I wanna. I wanted to ask him as a follow up to. Hey, there he is, Mike. All right, guys. I turned off my Wi-Fi. I don't know what's going on, man. In the connection. Um, All right. Good. So I wanted to ask you, follow up to just a very quick follow up on your on on that first opportunity where you were the security guard for the building, and then they hired you, and then they were escalating tickets to you. Were they then opening doors for you while you were leaving the building? <laughs> they, they weren't opening doors for me, but but I, I was a little bit of a legend on that tech support floor. It, it was, uh, hey, hey, this was the guy that that was you know a security guard, and, and now now he's just you know, um, he I I, I was the, the you know I ended up being like 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 the tickets that nobody else can fix. They they it all came to me, and. Um, and I didn't stay for long because, because you know, every every department was looking for talent back then. And um, I, I think the, the the person that managed the sysadmin is like, hey, we need to pluck this guy off the Texas floor to help us here. And um, and funny enough, you know, I, I was in a position like like, hey, here's root access to to these these Unix servers, and and I didn't even I didn't even know Unix. I learned it in three weeks because I had to. You know, I picked up a book and I read through that whole thing. I, you know. Um, so, so I, I think uh, I, I think getting that opportunity to to kind of learn on the job is has always been my goal. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of let me take this six months um, preparation course to go do X, right? It was just just learn it and do it, you know. Um, it, was, it was funny enough, like like that first year, I, I we were interviewing other other people for tech support, and you know, there, there's a guy that had his PhD from whatever school. But he, he couldn't, it, you know, it was a little bit of a sad state of affairs because he couldn't even answer the basic questions that to, to, to land him this tech support role. Um, it, it's just that, that there's always been this disconnect from, 
from the, the schooling that by the time stuff gets into the, because technology changes so fast sometimes, you know, by the time things get into a, a course or, or especially in what I do now in offensive security, um, you know, I, I think if, if you were to, to, to be good, to be good at what you do, you, you really have to, to, to know, know, know where, where the latest stuff is being released. A lot of that uh, for me is on Twitter or, or in, in certain slacks and, and discords where a professional is sharing information, right? Um, I think, I think what, one of the things that helped, that's helped me throughout my career is being resourceful in terms of learning and, uh, and, and being able to learn kind of outside of that uh, traditional schooling. I, I'm not knocking it. It's just, you know, people learn differently. It's just not for me. Um, you know, I, I just prefer to, to learn hands-on and, and to, to be able to get that opportunity. That, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm tangent. I, I kind of opened up a tangent there. Does that answer your question, Tomas? No, it does, it does. No, no worries, Mike. I, and, uh, and, and I'm just gonna pass it over to, to Russell because uh, I, I know the mods wanna, wanna ask you a few more questions and then we'll open up, again, just a quick room reset. We'll open up for, for questions from the audience. Uh, in about 15 minutes or so. So just hang tight if you do have a question, we'll let you raise your hand and we'll bring you up on stage. So Russell, over to you. Yeah, thanks Thomas. Mike, so great to have, you know, you spend a lot of time with us and in other rooms out in Clubhouse. Uh, your story of Barnes and Noble, fun fact, I've, I've never shared it on uh, Clubhouse before. So I don't know what's come over me, but uh, when uh, date night for me and my wife, when we first got married, it was literally going to Barnes and Noble to look at the career section to figure out what do I want to do that is not involved working at a factory, uh, which is what I was doing when we first got married a, a long time ago. So that, and it hit me. I was like, oh yeah, that, that's uh, so reminiscent. But the, the question that I want to ask you, Mike, you have such a great attitude. You're always positive. You're always excited. When you talked about your origin story, you know, super humble uh, roots that you've come from, enormous respect for the everything you've overcome. How do you stay so positive? Uh, what, what keeps you uh, so, uh, every time I've heard your voice, it's the same energy, it's the same. How, how do you do that? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's something I do. I think, uh, I think for me, you know, you, you know I, everybody's gone through hard times in their life, right? Um, and, and as you go through these challenges and, and you come out the other side, you know, there's opportunities for transformation. It's, you know, it's what you believe about, you know, like, like things, things aren't happening to you, things are happening for you. Um, it's fostering like, like, like that, <laughs> it, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's, you know, um, it's fostering, you know, appreciation and gratitude. If, if you, you would ask me how, how to go about doing that and, and, you know, then, then the question is, how, how do you foster appreciation and gratitude, right? So it, it's, it's looking at, um, you know, what, whatever success you have in your life, like, like you know, I, I don't just attribute it to myself. If you can see all the things that, that's gone into your success, um, you, you start to have that appreciation and that gratitude. Um, you know, it's just, you know, somebody created this course. Yeah, there's so many different people sharing information that that's that's led to kind of my success, and 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 you know just just acknowledging those things and appreciating appreciating those things and being grateful for those things, and that that's one of the first things that that I said when I came to this clubhouse is how much I got from from this clubhouse. I mean, I'll I'll share some of the notes I have, you know, 
get wisdom as cheaply as you can, build relationships across the organization with empathy, read what your leadership team is reading. I mean, this is all stuff that I've gotten from you guys. Um, you know, your brand is what others are saying about you, you know, when you're not in the room. Look for opportunities to address pain points, to create empathy. You know, what are three things only I can do? Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've taken notes and in, in, in I think one of the things that, that, that leads to success, that successful people do is just that speed of, of execution, that speed of implementation, right? You learn something and you, you incorporate it in your life. So as soon as I learn something new, I, I try to, to try to implement it, right? Like, hey, this is a great idea. Um, let me go do it. Uh, so so that, that's how I do it, Russell. I, I don't know if I, I do it consciously anymore. You know, I, I think there's a process of, of kind of going through challenges and then you come out the other side and, and you know, it's just, just kind of meeting those challenges and, and living life and, and, and you know, not, anything that doesn't kill you makes you better, makes you stronger. And, and I think uh, noticing these things and having the appreciation and the gratitude of, uh, you know, I talked about Barnes and Nobles, but look at all the resources we have now. This is like instantly on your fingertips, you know, on your phone, you know. I, I get more out of Twitter than I do, you know, following, you know, certain kind of the, the top people in the, in, the, in the field and how much they, they share, share to the community than, than I do any certification course, any or anywhere else, you know, it's just um, the amount of, of sharing and, and community, it's amazing. So, so for, for people that, that, that think that, that, you know, it's hard or, or there's no resources, there's so many resources now. You know, I, I think it was hard 20 years ago. You know, nowadays, there's really no excuse in, in, my, in my viewpoint. <laughs> so. Awesome. Well, it shows. We appreciate it. And I'm so glad to have you here. Octavia, over to you. Thanks, Russell. Yeah, Mike, I mean, your, your attitude about, you know, just where you come from and then your self-awareness is, is amazing as well. You know, I was talking to um, one of my mentees earlier today and we, we were talking about not letting negative things in, right? Like just not, you know, when you're evil, you kind of soar above and you see everything that's happening below you. But if you start trying to pay attention to what's happening below you and start paying attention to those things that um, can weigh you down and circumstances, you won't be, you'll start going down. You won't be able to soar above. And, and the conversation that you're having kind of reminds me of that, right? Kind of like where you started um, and then kind of soaring above um, as that eagle. And so I'm, I, I can't wait to really see where you soar. Um, it's going to be amazing. My question for you though is you know you're in offensive um security so what is it that you do um you know just for the audience what is it that you do on a regular basis and you know you say that you you find a lot of interesting things on twitter but twitter doesn't get you cpes right so kind of right. what what do, you, what do you do um to kind of keep you keep you educated motivated besides twitter and then also what do you do on your day to day Okay, yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, uh, so, so what what do I do to, to keep up with, with the industry outside of Twitter, and and what what do I do in my day to day? So, so, so right now, I am building out an offensive security program for for my company. Um, we're starting up the consultancy. Uh, you know, I I spent uh, quite a bit of time studying the industry, and uh, um, you know, studying how other shops do things and and, and deliver offensive security. Uh, I don't know how much of that I should get into or not. Um, so, so my my day to day right now 
is is you know working on reporting. We I just got of, out of a two-day kind of a leadership meeting uh, talking about our core values and, and and company strategy and things like that. It's very much a startup type environment. Uh, you know, I'm very proud to have had this opportunity that that out of all the candidates, they they chose me to to help launch their, their offensive security program. Um, I think it's from from some of my accomplishments from my previous job. I, I don't, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I think I was offline. Um, so so very much like my tech support role when I started uh, two years ago in 2019 um, for from my previous company, I knew nothing about penetration testing. And uh, in six months, I was the guy that everybody went to to you know how do you do this, how do you do that. I was the top compute contributor to the knowledge base. Um, you know, there, there was a little bit of uh, when I started, like the senior guys uh, wanting to keep, keep to themselves what made them special. And, and so I just did the research on my own. And then I decided to document it for the whole team, you know, kind of leading. I wanted to, to kind of lead by, by example. And, you know, instead of just making me better, let's, how do we make the whole team better? Right. And, you know, one of the other things I did was I, I rewrote all our recommendations that, that we offered our customers on how to fix the stuff that we found. I think uh, most penetration testers don't know how to break things, but they don't really understand the fix side. And, and, and then I, I saw, hey, that's where all the business value is. You know, if the customers can get this report and, you know, if, how, how can we make it easier for them to understand how, how to remediate this stuff? So, you know, I, I rewrote it and, and added resources and, and gave it more clarity and, and you know, and, 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 and found better ways to, to remediate some of these issues we found. So I, I think, you know, a lot of people focus on, on certifications, you know, in terms of their career, you know, let me get this certain, that's certain, and there's a place for that. But I, I you know, I, I, just like in the beginning of my career, I, I'm, I was always focused on the accomplishments, you know, how can I give back and, and my work reputation. Um, I, I just want to speak on that a little bit. You know, I, I, told, I, I, I care so much about my work reputation and, 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 and contributing back. When I left the job, I, I went ahead and reached out to, to my network and I found, I found my previous boss, like three qualified candidates, you know? So, so you know, if, if I ever wanted to go back there, the door's always open for me. Um, you know, I, I think that the team loved me, my boss loved me, the customers loved me. I, I, it was important to me to exceed expectations in, in everything I do. And you know, I hope to bring that same excellence in uh, uh, developing this offensive security program for my company. So we, we can get into that some more. I, I just don't wanna, uh, you know, I just uh, just let me know if you want want me to talk about that some more, or or you know, we can move on to other questions. Well, I think we could come back to that because I would love to know how you utilize your network, right? So it's like when you said when you said that you you got three qualified candidates. So typically in in if people are on this chat that that know me and I've recommended them. I actually do. I threaten them. If I recommend you, you better do good because my name is on it and I will act like I don't know you and I will burn the bridge. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, your name is everything, right? And, I, and I, I admire that you actually, you know, look out for the company. But I would love, I'm going to pass it over to VJ, but I would love to circle back to that. VJ? Sure. Thank you, Octavia. Mike? Again, phenomenal story, right? Uh, I'm going to dig a little deeper into what Octavia was asking. So you're building offensive security for your organization. What in your research have you found on, you know, how does the offensive or security or the Pentest teams typically tend to perhaps interact with the governance teams or the risk management teams? 
talk to can, can you yes. can you say that last piece again how, how does offensive security what how, how does the different offensive security functions within an organization typically interact with say the governance team the grc team or the risk management team within the functions within the particular organization okay um so so let, let, let me let me preface preface this that um you know i'm coming from it from a consulting standpoint not from an internal offensive security team standpoint even though i, I do play that role um you know in my previous consulting job uh it seems like that the the people making the, that purchase or, or making the decisions on which companies to, to go for in, in terms of, you know, their pen test is usually the audit and, and the GRC folks. It, it kind of, it kind of comes in from, from their, their preview. Cause, cause, you know, we, we are checking kind of how, how effective their IT organization is against, you know, whatever risk. Um, and, and so, so that, that's, that, that's what I know okay. in terms of how we, how we interact with, with, you know, the GRC folks. Uh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. The reason I'm asking is, yeah. you know, it, it goes to the entire risk life cycle, right? Like you find mm -hmm. the risk. I was wondering if you had a view on how it's remediated. But hey, let me ask you another question, uh, pivoting more to the personal side, right? Amazing journey, humble beginnings. You can definitely empathize with that. How do you... Or, or do you uh, share some of your, you know, good fortune, right? Like that others have bestowed on you to somebody else like yourself in the current situation? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I serve as a mentor on a platform called Cybery to, to help people who are starting out and, and you know, um, and funny enough, um, that uh, the three people I referred uh, to my last company, kind of in that process, you know, I, I found somebody uh, that was interested in the role but wasn't quite qualified yet, and, and I, I ended up being his mentor. And he recently just started his first job in penetration testing at SolarWinds, and uh, he he attributed to to kind of the advice and suggestions I gave him. So it, it's very, very satisfying to, um, as you guys know, to, to, to be able to uh, make a difference in somebody's life. You know, I, I can't say I have some big platform and I'm influencing, you know, I'm not a social media influencer, but, but maybe, maybe that, that is something I, I can, can look at in the future. Um, you know, right, right now I'm just focused, you know, I, I kind of focused on, on, you know, with the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of people working from home, a lot of people more isolated. I, I've I've learned to you know kind of how much more valuable relationships are, so I I just try to you know the people that I do get an opportunity to interact with I, I try to to be that positive influence in their life you know so you don't have you might not be you know the people listening you might not be a super superstar or or someone that that's famous but but you know you 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 can make a you can influence you know your friends your family the people you talk to your customers your coworkers. So I, I, you know, I, I, I have a focus on that. Uh, you know, I, I do want to be a positive influence on, on everybody that I, I have an opportunity to interact with. So. Thank you, Mike. Truly delighted to hear that. Katie, over to you. Yeah, you know what? I love to hear that too. And Octavia was just mentioning how she had talked to a mentee today. Um, and one of the things that I said to her today was, you know what, at the end of the day, 
Um, we just always want to leave people, you know, a little bit better than the way we found them. Um, we were in that case talking about, you know, an employee of hers. And, um, and I agree with that because um, I really like your philosophy, the way you approach things. I think that is the overarching view of most of the people or all of the people, I should say, on the stage. Um, so I really appreciate, yeah, the energy that you bring to the industry, Mike. And I also need to kind of fall on the sword. And uh, this might happen to you often. I assumed when I looked at your LinkedIn real briefly that you were part of Cisco Umbrella. Does that happen to you all the time? Just I'm just asking. <laughs> um, no. I'm so sorry well, do, do, I did that. Do I have a reference to Cisco Umbrella? I'm so sorry <laughs> I did that. It just says umbrella, and in my mind, I was like, "Oh, umbrella, Cisco." And it went oh, there. oh, yeah, the name of my company that I worked with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, no." We're we're, we're actually yeah, going through a rebranding so. right now. <laughs> so so right, right now, the name of my company is Cisco <laughs> Umbrella, but 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 where where is going to change here in the, in the near future? Well, and I wonder if there's something about the marketing part of that. I don't know. I'm not a marketing person by any stretch, but I was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I had I'd misspoke at the beginning of our discussion, um, just so that they knew they could actually follow you at your company if they look you up on LinkedIn and it is not one and the same. Um, but just wanted to do that first um, and apologize. Um, but then also, I wanted to ask you a quick question, going back to your practitioner experience and the fact that you had some of that time as a healthcare practitioner. Um, in, in my day-to-day, -day, you know, I'm all over the place spending time with companies, um, you know, of, of various verticals, but, you know, more and more I'm being pulled into the healthcare initiatives. So I'd just like to get your, you know, kind of your, your view on, you know, what's the next 12 months in, in healthcare? And, and if you have, you know, kind of like from the, from the previous experience that you had, um, and then now, you know, in the offensive security space, is there something else we should be paying attention to that we might not be in that space? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I wasn't a healthcare practitioner per se, but I, I was director of IT for a healthcare company. They, they, their business was in nursing homes. So, so that the view from, from the executives, and I don't blame them, um, you know, every dollar, every dollar kind of, uh, <laughs> Every dollar invested in something that's not patient care is taken away from patient care, right? They, they have only so much, um, you know, whether, whether it's Medicare or Medicaid or, or private insurance money kind of coming back into the business. And, and what, however, however the business is structured, you know, it seems like there's always cash flow uh, issues. I was actually hired on to reduce the IT, uh, uh, you know, to, to re reduce the, the IT cost and, and, you know, how, how can we do it while, while while keeping a certain level of, of performance, right? So it wasn't even about security. I brought up security. You know, I, I didn't have the, the skills you guys might, might have to influence in terms of security at the time. But but literally, they they were they were looking to uh, you know bring in someone to cut costs. I think uh, you know in the next twelve months with with the uh, with all with all, all the ransomware attacks and, and all these cyber attacks that that's happened. Um, you know, there, there's a shift, uh, you know, in, in terms of the conversation happening at that level. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to, to go work for, you know, a big financial company or a bank, um, but I, I wanted to, to come work for this MSSP because they're focused on, on this more medium-sized business um, market. You know, I, you know I'm, sure the, I'm sure the banks is going to find, find another qualified security engineer. There's not too many people you know, working to, to bring, you know, real security to, to this space. 
And, uh, you know, funny enough that the company I used to work for uh, in healthcare, I think about two years after I left, um, their service provider uh, ended up being, being hit by, by, by ransomware. And, you know, they, they had no, if it weren't for some of the backup systems I put in place when I was there to, to print out patient charts and stuff, I, I think they would not have been able to operate and, and you know, take care of patients. Um, so, so yeah, interesting enough, you know, so security does matter. You know, we, we have to, you know, do our part in advocating for it, uh, obviously in a sense, and in a way that makes sense for the business. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's part of uh, what my new charter is in, in, my, in my new company to, to make um, security, uh, to deliver security in a way that that's kind of uh, uh, affordable, but, but also effective in, in in, in this market uh, that, that I work in. And so, so my, my new company uh, focuses on municipal governments and, and you, know, you know, funny enough, one of them is healthcare and, you know, legal. Um, so, so yeah, uh, does, that, does that help answer your question? Well, it, it definitely answers my question and I'm sure it intrigues some of the people in our audience that are both, uh, you know, working for uh, state government and our legal professionals um, in the audience. Um, so certainly, um, but I, before we go into anything deeper into the healthcare space, um, when you asked, when you said something earlier uh, about your sabbatical, I just wanted to know, because what is that like, first of all, what is that like to take a year sabbatical? And then what did you do? It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I think, I think uh, first off, you know, I, I sold everything I had and I went down to a backpack and I got a, a one-way ticket to, you know, I started, I started in India, but, you know, I traveled Southeast Asia and it, it's just very free. Uh, this was not a yeah. part of your origin story. This is huge. <laughs> what? Right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> yes. Mike, tell what? us more. <laughs> Please. Yeah, so, so after working in IT, I, for I, what, I don't gonna, know. But, uh, yeah, go Mike, ahead. Maybe, maybe start by defining sabbatical for some of us who never right. heard that word Right, I stood up. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, yeah. So, well, I, I don't know how do, you, how do you define it, but a sabbatical, I, I just wanted to take some time off where I didn't have to, <laughs> away from work, an extended period of time away from, from your career, a career break. For me, it was a career break, right? It wasn't a paid sabbatical. I mean, you know, I, I just, you know, I needed some time just away from the office, right? You know, I, I at that point, I had had some amount of savings. I was single. I didn't have a lot of expenses. Um, and, and it's relatively cheap in Southeast Asia. So, you know, you, 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 can, you can travel pretty comfortably on, you know, $1,500, $2,000 a month. Um, decent hotels get even good food and, and, and all of that. Um, but, but yeah, I was saying even the process of like just getting rid of, of all, the, all the possessions you have in your life, like just letting go of everything, that, that's just so freeing in itself. When, when, when I got down to that backpack and I had, I had nothing, it's just, you know, when, when you get rid of all your stuff or, or your, the clutter in your life, um, that in itself is very freeing. And then taking that journey, um, I... I <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot of stories there. That that could be his own amazing uh, to you. Um, I, we might but, want to do a follow up room on you know kind of mental health uh, and work life balance and the things that. Yeah, you, yeah, I, I totally had a, a, a pray love kind of year. You know, like like I said, I I met my my wife on the trip. Um, 
you know, <laughs> we, we came back and we started a family. So it was, uh, it was very, very transformi transformational in itself too. Well, that is that's awesome. Amazing. That's like uh, Mike got his groove back in. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, like, everybody is jealous right now, Mike. I think, so uh, I'm going to be honest, right? So when Russell originally asked you, like, how do you stay so positive? How do you, like, why was that not the answer? Right? <laughs> I feel like this is, I think we need to unpack this a little mm -hmm. bit more because we talk about mental health a lot on these calls, right? We talk about, like, you, you have to just face it. The work that we do is super stressful. And you add on raising a, you know, having a family, having relationships, you know, that that compacts that stress. And the fact that you were able to take a, a full year sabbatical and then come back and and still have this positive attitude, still be able to jump in. I think that is when you say freeing, but I think like what is the process? And I, I know I skipped in, but I'm super excited about this and I apologize uh, for skipping around. But how did you step over that fear, right? Because I that to me that just seems like it would be terrifying for me to get rid of everything, but step over that fear to say this is what I need to do in order for me to be able to be whole, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's unpack it. I, I mean, I, it seems like like you know, you, you see you see what you see of me today. Um, you know, I haven't talked about some of the challenges in my life. You know, my. <laughs> You know, I didn't grow up in, 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 honestly, I didn't grow up in the best environment, right? But I, I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, though, you know, because all, all my other friends grew up in the same environment. You know, I, I was mugged about, you know, 10 or 12 times growing up. You know, um, I have friends in that gang life. Uh, you know, my father died when I was 19. <laughs> you know, my, you know, I, I, I um, you know, literally when I got that security guard job, my, my car broke down and, and, <laughs> I, I had to go go figure out how to fix the brakes myself, having never done it before, you know, because I didn't have have the, the money to, to go buy it, you know. So so you face these challenges in life, and after after a certain amount of challenges, it's just that there's nothing that can happen to me that that's going to be any worse, you know. Um, it, it, it's just 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 whatever you draw at me, I I I feel like I can just handle it now, you know. And you you just build that confidence in yourself and. And as you go go do this, whatever you know, everybody's life is different. You have different challenges in your life, but but it, it's it's um, it's not what happens to you. It's just like like what you do about it and, and what you believe about it. If that makes sense. And uh, and it's just after so many challenges um, that that you overcome instantly when something pops up, it's just what's the solution, and and you just you just hightail towards it and and, and let's let's get it fixed or, or let's 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 and, and it, I think part of its perception, like, like how, how you view the challenges, you know, is, is it a problem or, 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 you know, or are you focused on the solution? It's kind of part, part of its focus, part of it's just um, a certain, you know, I, I, I'm just trying to, to figure out what, what it is. Um, having that belief in yourself, I, I guess. Uh, so so now, now I just, I welcome challenges, you know, let's, let's you know, what, what else can you draw at me? You know, uh, my, my mom passed from, from cancer in 2014. Um, you know, I, I, on, on my LinkedIn, I had a couple of years doing independent consulting. 
but but really it's me me spending time with my mom and and kind of uh, you know going through that process with her uh you know it's just just you know things happen in life and uh you know personally or professionally or, or whatever and you know I, I just uh let's keep on focusing on the solutions let's be grateful for what we do have uh let's appreciate uh the people around us and and build from that i you it's know like- I, I yeah go ahead Tomas. No, I was, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I was just thinking like, it's like when you've, when you've lived through so much, you know, and, and so much life challenges, right? I'm just going to classify it as life challenges, whether it's your upbringing, whether it's people close to you passing away, whether it's, you know, other circumstances that are life challenges, you know, going to work and seeing an email and sitting at a desk and having to respond to an email, it, it almost seems like that's not even a comparable challenge to what you've walked through, right? To get to that office, to be in that position. And so I, I you know, at least, you know, maybe I don't want to speak for you, but I, I know for me, you know, I look at, I look at the audience and I see, you know, there's one person in the audience that I went to high school with. <laughs> so, so we, we, we know what that walk of life was like during those times. And, you know, being able to walk into an office and, and have to respond to an email or, ask, or answer a question or give a presentation, and that's the biggest challenge I got to deal with now, is nothing compared to what I had to what I had to deal with walking to the bus to then get to the train to then get to school and back, and everything in between because of where I grew up at and 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 what was around me, and and I, I you know I I feel like a lot of what you said has resonated with me because. You know, because I can see, I can, I, I can, not I can see that, but I, get, I can, I can empathize with your experiences because of that. Um, so, anyways, um, I didn't mean to turn. I don't mean to sort of. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. That that that's why I said I felt this brotherhood. You know, um, kind of hear, hearing you talk and hearing some of the other speakers talk when I, especially when I first joined. Um, you know, yeah, we we all kind of overcame our challenges growing up in, in that crazy. Uh, you know, New York City in the '80s wasn't wasn't your, wasn't how how it is now. Um, it was a much more much more dangerous place before Giuliani cleaned it up, right? Um, so, well, he he did something to it, um, but yeah, <laughs> look, it, it's um it's it's eight fifty one p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's it's about that time. If there's anybody in the audience that wants to raise your hand and ask questions, I know we said I said about thirty to forty five minutes, but we've we've had a really great conversation so far. So if anybody wants to raise a hand and, and and come up on stage and ask uh, Mike a question, feel free to do so, and we'll bring you up on stage. If not, we'll keep asking him questions uh, uh, because I'm sure I'm sure we have more. So uh, I do see uh, actually who just popped up, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Tomas, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for popping up on stage and joining us. Anything you want to ask, Mike? Yeah, Mike, thanks so much for the story. I am A lot of it resonates with me as well. And it's amazing how many people in the security area have sort of these divergent backgrounds. Um, I wanted to ask, do you think that, that what you went through, and, and, and that's a lot, learning all of that and, and digging in, I think that's unique, um, is that path is still available to someone else who would have been, you know, who's young and would have been in that situation at this time. Do you think that path of like sort of the self-learning is still an available path? Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's available. Um, like, like, you know, how, how do you break into IT? You know, you, you, 
you can start out helping friends and family, right? If I were to do today, you know, I, I would I would start out helping friends and family fix their computers. I would, uh, you know, then then I'll post something on my Facebook saying, hey, I can help you fix your computer for $20 an hour. And then all of a sudden you have some IT experience on your, on your resume, right? You know, you can get a start at, at, at some, some MSP doing help desk. And, uh, and then it's, it's just having, um, there's so many more resources today. I, I think uh, in terms of mentorship, in terms of resources to learn, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just all right there. It, I think it's more about mindset than it is about, you know, uh, what they have, what they don't have. Because um, really, uh, yeah, there's so, so many resources to help you succeed and, and how do you make use of that? Um, I, I think it's more about, about you know resourcefulness than it's about, about available re like like a lack of resources. Um, so so that that's just um, no, that's that's that, great to that. hear. Yeah, that's totally great to hear. And I and I agree with you on a lot of schooling being just um, not necessarily the most efficient use of uh, time or people's minds. So that's it's great to hear that. Um, and and I think we should espouse that a little bit more just to, so that people are comfortable pursuing that path. Because we have a lot of questions. That's great to hear. Thank you so much. Thank you for the question. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for popping up on stage and asking your question. Uh, if they, again, if anybody else has any questions, feel free to raise your hand. We'll bring you up on stage. Uh, you can ask Mike. Jenny, good to uh, get to see and hear you, which we will do in a second. How are you? Good. Hi, everybody. Nice to see everybody. Um, so, Mike, I have a kind of different question. Um, what is the skill, either personal or work-related, that you are most proud of developing over the course of your personal life or your career? Hmm. What's the skill that I'm most proud? I, I think um, I, I think exactly what I was talking about, just being resourceful. Um, you know, I... I <laughs> So, so, so here, let me, let me break it down a little bit more. You know, when I started penetration testing, how, how, how did I, how did I, I learned so quickly and, and was able to, to progress so quickly. So I, I looked at the tools we were using and then I, I looked at the developer of those tools on Twitter or on the GitHub and see where they, they hung out. Um, you know, I noticed that, that, hey, Spectre Ops has a, has a Slack. And then when I joined that Slack, there's a room of, of, you know, seasoned red teamers are hanging out in a certain channel. They're, taught, they're sharing like the, the latest techniques and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, I started f following like, like all these different open source security teams that that's used in actual pen tests. Um, you know, I, I, you know, these developers would, would post these insights on Twitter that, that you won't get anywhere else, you know, Hey, yeah, that, that flag, I, I, it doesn't apply anymore. Or here's this way you can use this tool, and it's not documented anywhere else. So you, you just have to, to uh, um, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he's just sharing with his followers or, or being able to reach out to them. It's just that that I, I think I think in general, uh, kind of folks in the security community are are pretty uh, helpful for each other. Um, so so being resourceful in that way, I, I think I think if you were to break it down in, in whatever field you're in. Kind of look, looking at the people that are successful and 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 trying to trying to learn from them and, and find out for them and and so this was different because 
you know, I, I, I was, <laughs> I was trying to, 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 to um, model what, what made other people successful or, or, you know, where, where, where they hung out so I can get wisdom as cheaply as I can, as, a, as Russell would like to say. And that, that's one of the reasons I love coming to this clubhouse. You know, my, my experience when I first joined is, wow, I get to, to hear, hear from CISO's share, share their insights. And, 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 you know, within the first month, I really got why, why you guys are in the positions that you are, you know, and, and what, what things made you successful. Um, you know, building relationships across the enterprise, uh, you know, with empathy, that, that's something that, that I, I implemented right away in my new job and, and it, it served me so well. So, so thank you guys for that insight. Um, so I, is it, I, I'm, I'm gonna stop here before I go on a tangent again. Does that answer your question, Jenny? No, that's great. I think it's important for all of us who have been in the profession for a while to hear kind of the backstory of the skills that people develop, because that is something that we can all apply ourselves. So I really appreciate that, that answer. So thank you so much. Yeah, I, I just want to add to it a little bit, because this is actually the opposite problem now. You know, like, like back 20 years ago, it was finding those learning resources. Now it's just, there's too many resources. And which one do I do I, I go to, to to learn effectively and efficiently, right? And you know, so so I, I'm constantly kind of talking to different people, like like is this a good resource to learn this? Is is this is this good learning material, or is this going to be a waste of time, right? So 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 I'm I'm very kind of uh, picky about where I spend the limited amount of time I have to learn something, and and you know how do I learn it in the most efficient and effective way? Um, I I think that's going to be a difference maker because uh, you know, it's always, there's so much to learn. I, I think part of the reason why you guys have in this room is so you can learn from each other, right? Because, because you know, it's only so much you can learn by yourself. You know, you, you try to pick, pick up insights and distinctions and what, what's worked in other environments from other people. And uh, so, so I think uh, part of that's the networking, part of that's the conferences. Um, yeah, so, so it being resourceful in all those ways in terms of how you network how you go about learning. I, I think that's one of the keys to success in, in IT and whatever niche you, you choose to follow. So. Cool. Yeah, thank you for the question. Sure. Okay. And one, one more question. What, what are you most hopeful about um, in the near future? I, I'm really excited about um, this program. I'm, I'm getting, getting uh, the opportunity to build and uh, you know, you know, some people think security is hard. I, I think uh, I I think what we what we have is a, a distribution problem in security. I, I think the experts, kind of quote unquote experts, know what needs to be done um, to secure things. When I secure, there's no hundred percent, but but to, to 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 reduce the risk to an to an acceptable level, right? Um, you know, I I think I think my challenge is, is how do I educate others? You know. I, I'm educating my 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 leadership. Um, you know, everyone's definition of security is based on what they know, what they understand. You know, if if you know, so so it's it's, in, it's an interesting challenge. Um, uh, so so you know, the, the way I look at penetration testing, I'm not a hacker. You know, even though I do hack, you know, but but I you know, this role is really one of of an educator. You know. I, I'm either educating customer, I'm educating my coworkers, I'm educating my my leadership. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think if you're interested in offensive security, 
really a, a professional penetration tester is, is really to, 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 to have impact, you, you wanna be a good educator. That's awesome, thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for popping up and asking your question. I, Mike, I was just thinking when you said I'm not a hacker, I was just thinking a big pun. I'm not a hacker, I just hack a lot. Anyways, moving over to Octavia, over <laughs> to you. Oh, we almost made it the whole night, Tomas. You know, I had to, you know I had to throw in a dad joke there. We're recording this now. It had, oh, to, get, it had to get on ready. Go ahead. Did, did your hairline go back like two centimeters because of that? <laughs> Goodness. It probably did. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, I mean, you talked about being educators as, as pen testers. And I, I love my pen testing team and my offensive uh, security team. One of the things that it's not a question, it's more of a suggestion or something to think about, right? A lot of times penetration testing off, um, offensive uh, security teams, they talk to leadership about how to secure things, right? Um, or they write reports, right, to the technology teams. Have you thought about, and as you're building this program, this is just something to maybe consider. It kind of goes back to what BJ was saying. Have you thought about really um, sitting down and building partnerships with your GRC teams and really educating them because they are the ones that's going to be able to sign off or, um, or force uh, some of the technical teams and, and work with them, partner, not forces the wrong word, partner with the technical teams to be able to um, to be able to implement some of the mitigations and fixes, right? So I'm wondering, have you thought about just how you'll roll it out? Um, if maybe just always discussing things with leadership may not always be the, the thing. Mm. Yeah, no, no, I, I um, uh, to answer your question, I, I haven't, but I, I am now because, uh, I think in the space that that, that my company's in, um, small, medium-sized businesses, not not too many of them have uh, have GRC teams. So so basically, our business model is we're we're an umbrella of uh, MSP companies that serve the small to medium-sized business space, and so their IT is the MSP, and you know um, you know I, I think that 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 customer that customer base. A certain percentage of them are, are have have done testing in the past, and instead of um, sending those those assessments to whichever third party vendor that they they found for these customers, you know now now we we can provide that service, right? Um, so 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 really, you know, I I think uh, the the market that I, that I'm working in is a little different than. And kind of what what you guys are used to in the Fortune 500, but but you know if if I were to to be working in that space, yeah, absolutely, that that's really the approach. Um, you know, I, the, the the thoughts that I've been thinking is how how do I how do I educate the sysadmins? Because that's the disconnect. You know, they they don't go to those security conferences we go to, but they're the ones that have that have to implement the 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 remediations and the security. And and how do I get them that knowledge so so they can. It can actually do the work because uh, what 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 I seen when when I, I was doing consulting was yeah there's certain certain percentage of customers you go back the next year and you find the same stuff because it hasn't been fixed and and you know what's the root cause there you know did they did they not understand it did they uh, <laughs> you know was it too hard for them to fix it um, so th those are the things that I'm thinking about in my space but but you know certainly I, I'm going to run into customers that are, are, are a little bit bigger and and yeah that 
you know, how do we educate the GRC folks? Sure. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they don't fix it because once you're gone, right, they don't have anyone to help them to maintain whatever you told them to fix in the first place. So, so, so here, here's a, a few few distinctions I can share with the room. You know, when, when I was on blue team, not, not having any uh, knowledge of offensive security, I thought security was, you know, you know, I did my vulnerability assessment. Here, here's all the vulnerabilities. If I fix this, then the hackers can get in, you know. You know, we just got to keep up to date on the vulnerabilities. You know, there, there's this, you know, coming in offensive security, I, I realized that, that, hey, you know, most of what I, I exploit are, are misconfigurations. Um, that, that, you know, here's the default configurations that, that was left or, or taking advantage of, of um, just uh, <laughs> insecure default configurations, insecure uh, um, misconfigurations that happen with over time in your, your Active Directory infrastructure. Um, you know, so, so I, I'm really introducing this idea of um, misconfiguration management or, and, and even attack path management. Um, look, looking at different uh, Active Directory ACL misconfigurations that that you know an attacker can can take advantage of. Um, so so that that's some of the stuff that that I've been, been exploring. Um, uh, you, you guys are probably educated on it. I just wanted to share that for the audience. So, Mike, you've talked about all the things you're learning, your resilience, your creativity, your stick to itiveness, if that's a word. I'd love to flip, kind of flip that and say, what, what's on your not to do list? Um, what are the things that maybe you're interested in, but you might need to say no to in order to you know, say yes to the things that are the most important to you right now? <laughs> Oh, Russell, that's leave it up to you to, to, to ask the really good questions. Uh, what's on my not to do list? Um, I I think uh, I I think I, I've been recently, uh, you know, we're we're I'm in a startup environment. Um, we're 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 growing very fast uh, uh, because of this. Um, you know, that umbrella of MSP companies as part of our kind of collective is growing. So, so they, I, I think uh, preparing for a leadership type role um, and, and, and just helping, <laughs> helping to, to uh, improve processes and, and procedures to get ready to scale instead of getting too lost in the weeds. Um, um, yeah, that, that's a great question, Russell. What, what, what should I? I, I think I mean I mean I've heard you talk about that in the past so so I I, I do I, I do ask that question to myself often you know what what is it that only I can do and I try to focus on those things and um, you know I, I've I've even even told uh, you know my manager you know I I you know okay I want to focus on the things only I can do and and these other things that you suggested you know can can we give it to X can we give it to Y can we give it to Z. So, so it, it's it's you know that that tenant of yours is is a part of my 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 workflow right now. So, so thank you for that. All right, it's a work in progress. No worries. Hey, VJ. Hey, Mike. Mike. My question to you is, how do you scale? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a broad question, right? And it could be like scaling to more clients, scaling to more assessments, scaling your business, but 
know, what, what are some of the approaches you take to scale? Yeah, that, those are the things I'm thinking about right now. Um, I, think, I think people, processes, and, and, and technology, right? So, um, you know, are, are there tools that, that I, I can implement that will make uh, this whole process of delivering the service easier, whether it's reporting tools, whether it's assessment tools, uh, what, is, you know, what infrastructure do I need to implement? Uh, you know, what, what reporting uh, templates do I need to set up uh, so, so, so it's repeatable? Um, yeah, so, so, yeah. I, I, let me give you some more you know, context on where I'm coming from, right? Like in certain, you know, l- larger organizations, you know, you're, you don't have to deal with a hundred clients or a thousand clients. Like if you're like one of these large tech companies, you know, you're dealing with billions of clients, right? Or billions of individuals. So uh, that's where I'm coming from. Like if, if you are limited by yourself, by your team, right? Besides automation, what are the some of the techniques that you, know, you think about to scale? Like, what do you need to do to get 100x your output? If you see where I'm headed. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, first thing that came to mind was automation, but you said besides automation, I, I think uh, in terms of impact, I, I think it's really, um, you know, taking advantage of things like social media and, and maybe having like, like, <laughs> Like training courses or education courses to edu- help educate our customers. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm open to taking feedback. Uh, uh, you know, VJ, how 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 would I how would I do that? <laughs> uh, that's a whole another course. Why don't you and I that offline? Okay, sounds good. Sounds so t- good. T- t- tonight the spotlight is on you, my friend. <laughs> Katie, over to you. Oh, thank you. I'm a little out of breath because uh, I was just moving a stove by myself. So I'm a li- and I'm a middle-aged lady. Hercules. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was trying to figure out if it fit in. So, Mike, listen. You never uh, lose the humbleness when you're doing your own home improvement projects. I tell you that much. When I'm cleaning out mm. the um, garbage can and figuring out how to, you know use my drill that's been in my closet. Um, so I actually, I really appreciated your conversation. If I could, I'd love to go back a little bit, um, you know, again, to your um, kind of how you do things. Um, you, Cause you had said something very early on when you said, and, and someone commented your positivity and it, it just seems so timely. I had not one, not two, but three conversations with people who are completely in this like a nihilistic, new year, um, you know, just don't really know where to start uh, kind of place in terms of how to approach their day. You seem like you, you know, by not being overwhelmed by your day, you seem like you also probably have some tactical things that you've put into place over the years. Um, And, you know, what I'd love to hear is just what are some of those things that you say to your mentees when they come to you and they say, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. What do I do? Like when I have all these problems, how do I stack rank that in a day? And, um, you know, what do I do? So I'm just wondering what kind of your, your view is on that and if you have any special insight. Okay, yeah. If I had a mentee that felt overwhelmed and what do they, they do for a second and third? Um, yeah, I, I, well, it, it, it's obviously situational, but, but it's, it's a matter of prioritizing. Um, maybe it's taking a deep breath first, you know. I have probably first thing I tell them, 
you know, you know, take take a breath, um, you know, get your perspective. You know, I think, you know, kind of kind of um, refocusing them on on, you know, things are okay. You know, let's put this in perspective, and, and then let let's let's help them prioritize. And I might not know what's most important to them, but but they they know, you know, and then focus them on the solution. Um, I I think people become overwhelmed when they're too focused on the problems, and uh, and it's also kind of how they, they view, view the problem. So instead of focusing on the solution, they focus on the problem. And instead of focusing on, on kind of uh, how easy the solution could be, they, they make it into, uh, you know, this overwhelming, I have to do these 20 things to, um, to accomplish, to, to, to get to the solution. Well, then, then what's the, the first three things you need to do? And then just focus on that. And then you focus on the next thing. You focus on the next thing, right? Um, that, that that's kind of how I would approach it. Yeah, I love that. And actually, one of my mentors, and this, this probably dates me too. I mean, this is probably a really old thing that people have said for a long time. But um, for me, early on in my career, I had a, a mentor who said, Katie, you need to just take a step back. How do you eat an elephant? And I looked at him like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then when he said one bite at a time, it, just, it made me laugh. Uh, but it also made me recognize that principle that you just uh, you just very eloquently um, described for us, which is, yeah, you, we, you know, going after something one thing at a time uh, instead is just so much more helpful because, uh, yeah, but certainly, yeah, I just have a number of people who come to me every day and are asking me those questions and I'm always interested in, in the tidbits uh, that people have about how to tackle those problems. And I agree with you, just one, one thing. One, two, three, and then move on, right? Yeah. It's always just, just one thing, right? <laughs> you can only yeah. do that one thing. Yeah, that one, that next step. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I can pass this on back to Tomas. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, um, thanks for that. <laughs> I was I was still stuck on how do you eat an elephant? Oh yeah, well, one bite at a time. I mean, it's just so it's yeah. silly, but it really it calms me down, you know. Yeah. So I have passed that same advice on to my mentees, but I just thought I wonder if there's anything new and exciting and different that you know Mike could share. And I, so yes, thank you, Mike, for sharing something else I can pass on. No, that's great. I, I was just thinking, Katie, I'm a vegetarian. I, I don't eat. Well, you shouldn't elephants. eat. No one should eat elephants, first of all. Okay. <laughs> I was, I no, was no one is. Per, no. This is a non-elephant yeah, eating room. Like, yeah. Good. Yeah, Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. No one condones that. Yeah, thank you, Octavia. And actually, I'm really glad you mentioned that because no, this was a metaphor. Um, and yes, thank you, everyone. Because yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw my cauliflower, uh, buffalo cauliflower I made this week. Yes, no, I'm very pro not eat it, whatever you want to do, but um, don't eat elephants, please. Thank you. That's my public service announcement. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, look, it's uh, it's nine fifteen p.m. Eastern time. We're gonna go for another fifteen minutes or so. So, again, if anybody has any questions, feel free to raise your hand, and we'll bring you up a stage. Mike, what are you reading? What's on your either Audible list or your reading list, uh, or you know what you're consuming every day to sort of uh, I'll say, not only stay educated and in the know of you know your profession, but what's helping you grow. That might not be 
you know, a security book. Just curious. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think I mentioned uh, the last two days we, we had our kind of, uh, you know, yet, <laughs> uh, leadership meeting or, or strategic meeting for the company. We're, we're implementing um, something called the Entrepreneurial Operating, si operating System and the, the book uh, that's associated with that, that, that my leadership team is, is uh, working on. It's called Traction. <laughs> So it, it's just, you know, there, there's so many different frameworks out there. So it's, it's you know, just to get the team on the same page in terms of, you know, what our values are going to be, what our focus is, um, you know, what our rocks are for the year, um, making sure people are, are in the right roles, um, things like that. And, and you know, just have, having a common language to talk about these things. Um, so that, that's what I'm reading in terms of uh, non-technical stuff. Um, uh, in terms of, of you know keeping up to date that, on, on that hey, yeah hey, Mike, just real quick on that is that is yeah. that traction by uh is it Gino Wickman or Gabriel traction Weinberg? by Gino yeah Gino Wickman yep. all right cool yep traction by Gino Wickman yep I'm gonna add it to my uh, audible list thanks man Appreciate oh okay right. okay um for the for the for the technical stuff um you know <laughs> I. I, I follow people on Twitter and then I, I bookmark certain links. And by the end of the week, I have um, more blogs and, and things to keep up with than I have time for. Uh, so so that, that's how I stay up to date. Um, you know, there's uh, at that, that and, and, you know, security conferences where, where people do talks. I think uh, that those are, are really the, the two places I go to, to, to keep up to date on all the cutting edge um, tactics and techniques and, and, and things to, to stay up to date and, and be really good at offensive security. Good stuff. Go ahead, VJ. My question for you, I'm going to take a question to a different plane. You, you seem like a, you know, high class half full kind of guy, right? Like start of the year, 2022, it's, you know, it's COVID, it's cold. It's, it, it feels to a lot of people like deja vu, right? Like I have a lot of people, mentees, teams, just asking me like, how do you stay motivated? So I'll ask you the same question, right? Like, how how do you get your mojo on in the morning? Yeah, I, I think what um what excites me is just the opportunity to to make an impact, right? And and I I kind of I I I pick my opportunity based on that, you know. I not us. I, I mean. You know, that, that's one of the things I look for, you know, because um, at the end of the day, you, you it's kind of that software developer where, where that's writing code that, that you know, you, you want at the end of the day that someone is using your, your, your code. So, so it's really, I, I'm, I'm looking for, um, well, one of the things I was looking for in, in, in my next role was just, just kind of, you know, what kind of impact can I have um, with this opportunity, you know, obviously all, all the regular stuff matters too, you know, salary and opportunities to learn and grow, all those things. But really, you know, do I have an opportunity to, to make a difference at the end of the day? You know, do, will I find my work meaningful? Um, I, I think I think that, that stuff matters, especially as you, you're kind of further along in your career because, you know, hey, you, you can be doing security engineering or I can be putting, I can be on an offensive security team at a lot of different places. You know where 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 do I get that satisfaction of uh, feeling like I can make a difference? Um, you know, working for a company that 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 has values that I'm aligned with, that has a culture that I'm aligned with, um, where where it's it's you know you enjoy going to work every day. 
So, um, yeah, so that, that's how I do it. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think, yeah, yeah. No, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you shot. No, 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 that, that, that's it. I mean, that's basically it. Now, just going to say on that note, I know a lot of us in the mods group are hiring, but there's an opportunity to make a big change. So, uh, folks in the audience, uh, if any of you are looking out, need a change, want something new, you know, all of our bios are there uh, on our profile. Just hit any of us up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be hiring also, so I'm just going to join that out there. <laughs> uh, VJ's always doing that. I'm hiring at, at, at GS. I hear you, VJ. I hear you. Look, it's, this hey. is a great way to network and to find, find talent. I, I, I'm not knocking, my friend. Yeah. I'm not knocking. That's the whole point of this community. Equifax is hiring, too. I'm just saying, I just, you know, three members from our Clubhouse chats joined you know, my organization and team in the past six months. So just putting it out there. Vijay, there was, and there, wow, was, that's no there, was, there was no referrals for the mods. I mean, we... Oh, Isn't there a founder's fee for something like that? Yeah. Wow. That is awesome, Vijay. No, that's good stuff. Look, and uh, beautiful LA is calling your name. Uh, I just want you all to know that. Beautiful Los Angeles has your name written all over it if you want that opportunity. Traffic? Come on. Oh, VJ. Wait, what does that mean? What does that mean, Tomas? You guys expanding out of New York? No, we, we have an LA office. There's no expansion. It's already there. It's nice. right in the city of Inglewood, right next to uh, the stadium. Anyways, enough about that. But uh, sorry, sorry, uh, back on track. Go ahead. Who, who is next? Sorry, my bad. Who's next? Ooh, everybody got silent now. No more hiring. Octavia, were you were you next or? I mean, I I oh, always no. have a, another question. I don't know, Octavia, do you have another question? I don't. I BJ and Tomas squirreled me with the with the hiring stuff. So go ahead, Katie. We broke the room, BJ. <laughs> we broke the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and sometimes we digress a little, and that's what makes these rooms so great. Though, um, I think. This, this is a conversation and I um, just want to say thank you again, Mike, for your time tonight. And um, I was just curious and people have asked me this before and I have really appreciated it. And it's even made me think about it more in terms of how I would answer the question when they've asked it. So just curious, what is it that you need from the community to help you achieve your goals in the next year? What is it that you're still kind of missing and looking for that we as a community of cybersecurity leaders can help support you in? Oh, I, I'm always looking for mentors. And, um, you know, I, I, I believe I, I can learn from everybody, not, you know, um, above me, below me, and at the same level. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Everybody has their own story. What what's made them successful? Uh, you know, I, I'm specifically. You know, uh, you know, if you guys know anyone <laughs> um, that that's kind of uh, uh, developed an offer some security program or, or or anything like that, you know, uh, you know, happy to to talk to them and, and kind of learn what's worked, what hasn't, you know, what 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 they think uh, could be better, um, things like that. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to in-person security conferences, uh, hopefully sometime this year, and, and kind of getting face-to-face with folks again, um, building those relationships. 
learning from others. Because there, there, there's, um, there, there, there's an aspect of, of networking that, that's a little different kind of in person than, than online. So, Mike, hit us up offline. A few of our folks in the crew have started offensive security uh, firms and run large organizations. So, yeah, let's connect offline. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I will follow up with you, Vijay. I know right. Thomas has his final question. So, but if I can sneak one quick one in, go for it. Go for it, Vijay. Mike, getting a little philosophical over here. This, I mean, clearly you're on the uprise. A lot of, you know, looking forward to see phenomenal work from you in the future. But question for you, right? Let's say you get a million bucks today, lottery, jackpot, whatever. What are you going to do? Don't tell us that you're going to know that, go on another sabbatical. But other than that. What do you think you would do? Oh, like <laughs> I, I think I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, what would I do? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't stop. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would uh, quit my job or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I think uh, I think I'm doing what 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 I what I enjoy doing already. But but uh, I have to think about that one. I, I don't really have a, a you know quick answer for you. I I'm, I might take some time um, some some more time to to spend with my family um, uh, and, and then and then come back to to uh, contributing in some way. You know. Um, I, I think I, when, when I was single, I, I think I've done a lot of the things that, that you know, I, I checked off a lot of my, um, uh, things, on, things on my list that, that, that I, I want to do, you know, the whole bucket list thing. Um, so, so, so really not now, I just kind of think, you know, where, where, what are opportunities that I have to, to give back, uh, you know, based on my, my skill set in the most impactful ways, um. And I just kind of look for those opportunities and, and that that's really part of the fulfillment, right? Um, you know, obviously we work because we're supporting our families and, and all of that. Um, you know, kind of how, how can I do that while making a difference? That's refreshing to hear, Mike. You're, you're probably one of the few folks I've, you know, heard who say like, yeah, you know, I've, I've crossed off a lot of my bucket list. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need these uh, big yachts and parties. Uh, <laughs> All right, Thomas. I, I am I am conscious of the time. Nine twenty-seven. Over to you, my friend. I I, I just no, want to no, say no. one day, Jay. I, I appreciate your questions. Your, your questions are always so 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 thoughtful. Um, you always ask great questions. So so thank you for being a mod and being a part of this. Oh. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, VJ. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, Mike, look, I always ask is this last question, and I know you you probably know it's coming. Because uh, you're a regular in our room, um, but I, I the reason why I like it is because you know you're still growing in your career, and you're you know you're still growing in your career. You have a lot of runway to go ahead, and you have a lot of runway behind you. A lot of experiences and challenges, and things that you've overcome, and things that you you probably would have done a little bit differently. And when you think about your life into some sort of perspective, right? At however you see fit, what would be that advice that you would give to the younger Mike? 
what would it be and why? Mm. Um, you know, I, I, I think I started out my career w without having too many mentors. I feel like I kind of first come to my way <laughs> to, to, you know, different opportunities and just try to make the, the, the best of it. I think um, I would have told my younger self to, to make um, not just decisions, but commitments quicker. And, uh, you know, and, and then just go towards what, whatever it is that, that your, your goal is or, or you want in your life and just commit to it 100%. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of hesitation. There's a lot of self-doubt that, that kind of slowed me down along the ways. I think I've seen other people that, that have, uh, that, that were more focused. It really, really progressed um, quicker ahead in, in their career. So, you know, that, that, that's probably one thing that, that I would tell my younger self or would change um, or, or not, you know, I, I think, you know, things happen to you, to you for a reason. Uh, life brought you to, to where you are today. Uh, but, you know, that, that, that would be something I, I would teach my son, you know, uh, if, if they were, were at that point in their career, starting their career, uh, that, that kind of thing. Um, just, just whatever you decide, just, um, I, I think someone said so successful entrepreneurs are, are the ones that that um, have that speed of execution. You know, uh, once once you decide something, you know, go after it 100 uh, percent. Don't look back. So. Thanks for that, Mike. Thanks for that. And we do have one person that just joined us on stage. Caitlin, thanks for uh, popping up on stage. And uh, anything you want to ask Mike before we wrap? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I have, I guess, that kind of a, a non-traditional question related to current events. I noticed that, you know, you had spoken about this earlier, but you spent uh, three, almost four years as the director of IT for Axiom Healthcare Services. So I can't help but ask, um, when it comes to the current environment and COVID and some of the challenges that obviously that industry is experiencing, I'm just curious about your take being in that industry on you know, the, the technical, um, you know, infrastructure side of things for so long, when you look at the current environment and you look at the responsibility that individuals in cybersecurity and IT have to, um, you know, the overall end users and patients, I'm just curious about your perspective. And if you were to take on that role again in today's climate, would you do anything differently or would you, from your experience, have any, you know, suggestions or insight that you'd like to share with us? Mm, if I were to take on that role again, um, it, yeah, I, I mean today's environment was was is, is quite different from from you know when I had that role. Um, uh, you know, at that time, you know, I felt like I, I did exceed the expectations they had for me, or what my charter was, that job, why they hired me. Um, I I felt like it. <laughs> Because of the security incident, though, I you know I felt like I I also didn't didn't quite quite do do uh, you know I, I don't know if we would have did anything different, but but I I think I would have did a do a better job educating again my 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 executive leadership team when it comes to security and what the risks are, but but I, I don't think it's going to change what their response to me would, would have been because you know I I'm in those business meetings looking at the same numbers they're looking at. With, with the same cash flow issues, they, they, they would have asked me to do the same things, you know? Um, so, so I, I don't know. Uh, 
but but that that's unique to that situation. I think healthcare in general. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of technical debt. I think there's a lot of security debt that that needs to get paid, um, and, and that that can go for a lot of industries. So I, I you know, I, uh, my my company recently took a, you know, our our new CIOs, um, you know, they they pulled the customers, you know, how many of you or or are thinking that that you need to to make a change in how you approach security. I think it was like 79% of, of uh, the people polled are, are ready to make some kind of investment or change in how they approve security. So, so we, we just see that, that the market is ripe and, and wanting these services uh, and, and it's needed. So. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Caitlin. Thanks for popping up. It was good to uh, see you on stage. And uh, Mike, thanks for uh, answering that question. So look, it's 9.33 p.m. Eastern time. I do want to sort of uh, uh, wrap up our, our event today. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to uh, do a quick little preview next week. Uh, please come back next week. We've got a, another great uh, guest joining us. And we've got Brian Barrios, who's the CISO at Southern California Edison. Uh, so please join us next week. We'll spend some time with Brian, learning about him and his journey, his origin story and, and, and the likes. I've had a, a decent opportunity of, of connecting with Brian in my time in LA and I'm looking forward to uh, working with him as we, uh, as we secure the next big event over there. Uh, but yeah, next week, Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we will be back. So with that, Mazza, uh, any final words for, for Mike? I say, Mike. Hey, thanks for spending the evening with us. You're always a regular here, and to get to know you better, to hear about your sabbaticals, how you cared uh, for your mother, and 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 just did things that uh, and started from places was very very difficult, more than we could even imagine. Uh, we're grateful, uh, so grateful that you uh, you've done what you've done and come from where you come from. So thank you. Thank you, Russell. You're you're you're. Uh... You're a shining star for, for the industry too, and, and thank you for your contributions. Um, and and you, you always bring a lot of positivity to, to whatever you do also. I agree, Mike. This has been an amazing conversation. I feel like we've gone all the way, all around the world. I mean, we didn't have a sabbatical, but I mean, just living through you um, was awesome. And just listening to your positivity and listening to how you kind of dealt with things, and actually take on the, hey, you know, I've been through this tragedy before, so I could definitely handle this. I think that speaks volume. And, and if more of us did that and, and was actually open to how we actually grew up and how what we've gone through, I think we'll be able to usher a new uh, a new age of security practitioners into the industry. So thank you for being you. Thank you, Octavia. Mike, uh, today was a delight. Thank you for your time. Uh, hey, you know, when we started this call, you know, I was tired, long week already, and uh, I'm just listening to you. I feel all pepped up. So uh, I can definitely say your positive energy and enthusiasm rubs off on people. I wish you the very best. And again, keep in touch, right? Uh, this is one big community. And uh, uh, like Tomas says, we pull up, we push up, go together. Wish you all the best, all right? I, absolutely, I appreciate it, and, and you know, I, I didn't even notice that that I, I I have this kind of positivity thing until you guys pointed out to me. I'm just kind of living my life, you know. Well, and I think that it, that's 
what's amazing is that you are, you're just living your life um, in such a positive way. And if there's one thing that I'm going to take, I actually even wrote it down. It's just so nice. And I, and I think you, you probably feel it and think it, and you don't even probably realize you even said it out loud, but things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. Yes. So like, thank yes. you for that. Thank you for that reminder today. I, I needed that. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, thanks for that, Mike. I'll leave you. Uh, I'll leave you some final words. Just very quickly, I want to, on behalf of all the moderators and, and our guests, and I'm sorry, and our audience, I want to obviously thank you for your time. Thank our audience for for their time uh, with us this evening. You know, it's been a pleasure. As I mentioned earlier, a lot of what you said have resonated with me. Um, uh, very happy to hear that you've gotten a lot of value out of these conversations over the past few months that you've attended uh, our calls and glad that you were able to sort of uh, make the connection and get on the stage and, and talk to us about you, right? You know, you're, you're at a point in your career where there's a lot of people listening to you and there's, there's, uh, things that they can draw upon and learn from you as well as, you know, we who are here listening to you can learn from you. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being the person who you are. And, and we really appreciate you taking the time. So last words, I'll leave it to you and then we'll wrap. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I appreciate this community. I appreciate all, all the, you know, you guys taking all your time every week consistently, you know, um, that, you know, I, I just, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, just wanted to, to say thank you and uh, let's let's grow this community. So so all of you guys in the audience, um, you know, tell a friend and uh, thank you for this opportunity. I, I really appreciate it. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in. We'll see you uh, same time next week, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Have a great rest of your week. Cheers, everybody. Closing the room. Bye.